Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the Become Fire podcast. Uh, I am your host, Father Anthony Tinker. So good to have you. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And I'm so excited because, as you know, we're in the middle of a healing series. It's kind of an eight-part series on healing. The first two parts are on physical healing, a really beautiful story about Paul Zuccarelli and his uh, encounter with death. He, he saw heaven. He died on the table during a heart procedure after heart procedure, and, uh, and that physical healing has led to his a deep, profound conversion. We talked for the next two episodes with Aaron Sylvester about emotional healing and about how God wants to heal our hearts. And we talked about how um, her emotions were kind of uh, uh, in the wrong places um, and how she needed to be healed and how God healed her emotionally to free her so that she can have proper uh, uh, ordering of her emotions and her anger or, or whatever doesn't take over her life. And now we're talking about psychological thing, mentality, the attitude, and how when we believe lies, and we start living out of lives, mm-hmm. it affects our decisions and how we need to have healing in our minds, healing in our mindsets so we can know the truth and live out of the truth because that affects the decisions we make. And we had a beautiful episode, um, talk last time with Sheila Terry, who's now with us again. And uh, um, you go by, I, I call you Sheila Terry. I'm, I know, uh, is it Sheila White? Is it Sheila Terry? Is it Sheila something else? What's, what do you like going Just by? Sheila. Just Sheila. Okay. Yeah. We'll just go or- with Sheila. We go by Miss Rose. Miss Rose. One of my things okay. that I go by also, like, you know. Um, Sheila Rose. Yeah, Sheila Rose or Sheila um, Rose. Yeah, that's one thing that my aunties call me and now my cousins call me that, like, Sheila Rose. I'm like, yeah. But I, but I like, but even though I say, uh, I like it because it, it reminds me of just who I am. Yeah. You know, we're beautiful. talking about that Sunday, me and Sister, Mar- I mean, Saturday, me and Sister Martha. And um, when I was in the eighth grade, uh, I mean, seventh grade, we, I signed all my papers, Sheila, the beautiful Rose Terry. <laughs> and I guess my my thing was if I told myself I was beautiful, maybe I'd, I'd believe it. You mm. know what I mean? But that's what, so she so Sister Martha calls me the beautiful rose. That's awesome. So <laughs> it's true, but not something you always believed. No. You told yourself, but you didn't believe it. I, I want to first just ask a question, a general question. Do you okay. believe your story is unique among kind of uh, the people in your community, your family, or do you think this is an attitude or mentality a lot of people are suffering with? It's a lot. It's an attitude a lot of people are suffering with. Yeah. You know? Which is why we're in need of healing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because a lot of people are told all these things that it has them stuck there, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, because right now, like, addiction is running rampant. Yeah. Killing, the ugliness is running rampant on our reservation. And we're killing each other off, not little by little, fast, fast, you know. And it's, it's not okay, you know. Everybody says, oh, the white man, all the, no, it's not the white man. It's us doing it to ourselves, you know, because there is no healing there is no belief. Like, I can say honestly for myself, I didn't get my kids baptized like I was. When I was baptized, I was baptized when I was probably eight months old. You know? I looked up to my kids. I want you to figure out what you want as far as religion goes, if there's God or if you don't believe in God, you know? It's not because, like I said, for years I was mad at God, you know? Let's start with that attitude. You were mad at God. You said he took away your grandmother. Mm-hmm. He took away, you know, people that you loved. Um, you were blaming him for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so you, tell me about decisions, maybe an example of a decision you made out of blaming God, and then maybe a, the, the attitude you have now towards God and decisions you made out of the new attitude. So what's an ad, it's a decision you made in your life because you hated God or you blamed my, my God? Grandmother, my grandmother's death. Yeah, but, but a decision you made based on I ran that. away. You ran away. I yeah. ran away and I stayed away. 
Okay. And, and then I just kept on staying away and I just got further and further. And yeah. every time I came to the church, I would like, instead of what I was doing, I would judge others. Mm. Look at them sitting up there yeah. trying to be all this and that. When they know at their house, their kids are blah, 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 blah. You know? Because I know because I'm hanging out with them. I'm getting high with them. I'm doing things with them they shouldn't be doing. But they want to sit up there and be all the holiest. But we all have issues and problems, you know? Yeah. That's what you do with it. You know? And so what's your mentality towards God now? <laughs> God is in my everything that I do now. Yeah. I wake up praying to God. I wake up when I'm driving. I, I drive for this. When I drive, I'm I'm praying. You know, you know, make sure I don't hit nobody. Make sure nobody hits me. You know, just just I just pray. I like I, I I find myself with the rosary in my hand, driving, doing the rosary. Like who does that? I don't do that, but I'm doing it. <laughs> and it's like it's got me in this in this overwhelming joy. I can't even explain. You know, I'm I'm just. I get mad, but it's really brief. Before, I would get mad, and it would just carry on me for a day, two days, a week. I'm mad at everybody. Get the hell. Like, you know, just cussing everybody out and this and that. It's all your fault. It's all your this. It's all your that, you know? Now I'm just like, eh, whatever. It doesn't consume me like it used to. And how did God heal that? What was it particularly that God healed in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind that, that brought you to this new mentality, this new attitude where you're not running anymore? I wouldn't be alive right now if it weren't for God. Okay. And I understood that because a lot of things I've been through, a lot of places I've been, a lot of places where I was at, you know, situations I was in. When I was at the retreat, I understood that even though I didn't have mentally God in my life, he was there. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, was yeah. there. He he got me through it because I, when I was at the retreat, I thought about a lot of stuff, you know, because the retreat, it was like, look into this thing, look into this, you know, some of the, uh, some of the work, the, the, the um, things we were doing, the uh, workshops that we were doing, it made you look deeper. You know, and for me, it's not that I didn't remember it. A lot of it was I didn't want to remember because mm. it was ugly. Yeah. You know, but while I was there, it would actually come to me, and I'm just like, wow. It just and I was like, okay. God was there. Yeah. What else explains it? Nothing else explains it because there was no other person there with me, except for whoever was doing whatever I was doing with. You know, but I came out of it okay. I came out of it I, like like I said. Praise God, I still have all my fingers, I still have my mouth, I still have my body, I still have my legs, my feet. It, it could have been my head, my brain. I could have smoked myself insane. I could have smoked myself to a point where I don't know anybody, I don't know anything. I yeah. see it all the time. Yeah. You know, especially in our youth, I see them just mentally not there, you know? Yeah. I mean, there was for a long time I thought I was crazy just because of things that I knew that happened, but nobody would say, yeah, that really happened, Sheila. They'd be like, what are you talking about? You're, you're nuts, that didn't happen. Am I nuts? Am I crazy? You know, I went to see psychiatrists. I went to counseling for years and years and years and years and talked about this and that, but nobody confirmed it. They didn't know. They just heard me talk, you know? So I felt like maybe I'm crazy. Got to know my mom, my birth mom, seen that side of the family. Oh, they're all nuts. Maybe we are crazy. Maybe we do have mental illness. At some form, yeah, there is there, but it's what you're told. It's what you start to believe that you, yeah. you, you, you go there. I am bipolar because I behave like one. But it wasn't that. It was the things I went through and experienced in life that led me to believe that. Yeah. Because now I don't go from zero to 100 in anger like I used to. You know, I actually like, eh, oh, well. Yeah. You know? And so it's, it's really beautiful. You're believing a lie about I'm crazy because my family's crazy and you're living out of that lie. Mm -hmm. And again, we talk about, but we got the truth in of, well, I'm not crazy. And so I would, and I mean, even back then I would tell my friends like that I was running around with like, you know, 
If I ever kill somebody or somebody, y'all know I'm crazy. Y'all can vouch for me that I'm crazy. So when I go to jail or anything, let's just say I will plead it, insanity because it, you guys can all vouch for me being it crazy. It became your excuse. It became your crush. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I want to be crazy because then I have an excuse. Exactly. It, it, it justifies my behavior. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Um, and we have to be freed from even that desire to want to justify the behavior in order to be free from the mentality that says, well, I want the lie. I want the lie because if I have the lie, then I can, I have an excuse. I say it every now and again. I say it every now and again, but not like I used to. It was my, it was my everything to go to. Now it's just like, I don't use that terminology. I don't use them things calling myself crazy because I'm not crazy. You know, I'm, I'm not psycho. I'm not bipolar. I'm not, you know, all these things that I was labeled as at one time. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Post-traumatic stress disorder. No trauma. It's trauma, straight up. Yeah. You know, because I could use this as my crutch and still keep on saying, oh, I have PTSD or CPTSD. I mean, some people really do have that. They really yeah. do, you know? But for me, it was trauma. Yeah. Trauma that had me messed up. Trauma that just took me to do anything and everything that could keep me away from having to deal with yeah. what life had, in, had, had with me. I'm yeah. not saying that right, but you, I mean. Yeah, I, I get you, definitely. I want to move to other mentalities because there's a few you mentioned last episode. And sorry, just for our listeners, mm-hmm. when Sheila says the retreat, she's talking about grief to grace. It's a retreat she wanted to talk about it last episode. If you didn't listen to us, it's a retreat we brought up with Aaron Sylvester as well. Uh, a beautiful retreat. You can look mm. it up um, if you have trauma in your own life and you need to move from grief to grace. But I want to move to that, that other attitude you mentioned. And that was um, I had to call myself beautiful because I didn't believe I was beautiful. Um, when I looked at myself, I didn't see beauty. I saw someone who nobody wanted, nobody liked, who wasn't beautiful physically, emotionally, any aspect. Um, and so that was your mentality. Mm-hmm. And name a behavior that you you know would live out of or make decisions out of based on this lie that you were believing. Was this kind of why you got became so promiscuous? You're looking for someone to, to love mm-hmm. you, to find you beautiful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then... In all kinds of ways. I mean, it didn't matter, male, female... Yeah, it was you know just looking for love as long as you gave me that little bit of attention you told me you loved me I believed you you made yourself feel beautiful but then as the relationships go on I was called names I was called all these things again yeah. that I believed just so then it was like pff, get away somebody else yeah but God came in and healed that oh yeah so, <laughs> what, so what did God do the desire the desire way to, to use myself as a a piece of meat I, I look at myself differently now. I'm not that. I'm not that piece of meat. I'm not. I'm not. When people look at me, I'm just like, you know. Yeah. Um, I've had to put it out there for myself. You know, I, I have a Facebook page. I had to put it out there for myself that you know what, I'm not. I'm not about this no more. You know, I know that I'm a child of God. I know that I am worth more than just sex. I'm worth more than just you know. Let's go lay in bed and get this done with because that's how it became to me in the end to the, to the point where. I didn't even want to have sex anymore. I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, why am I doing this? I don't love you. I don't care about you. I don't, I don't want anything to do with you. Why am I doing this? Not even just laying here like whatever, you know. It's, it's, it was nothing to me. But it was sad that I got to that point where it meant nothing to me. I meant nothing to that. Because you meant nothing to yourself? Or, yes, because yeah. I meant nothing to myself. Yeah. I go just walking around. Like my aunt said to me, you know, you actually have color again. For a while there, you were turning gray. Your skin tone was turning gray. That's how ugly I allowed myself to get. Yeah. It wasn't because of the drugs. It was because I just was just like carrying so much ill, you know? 
So when I look at my, some of my pictures, I'm just like, I actually, I actually am brown. <laughs> I'm not gray. I actually have color, you know. Yeah. I'm not wearing all this makeup like I used to. I used to put on makeup to, to make myself think I was beautiful. Yeah. I'll wear maybe some lipstick. That's it. I don't put on eyeshadow, liner, all that stuff. I don't got to get my eyebrows done. If I'm hairy, I'm hairy. If I'm not, I'm not, you know. I can look at myself in the mirror and actually smile and like, you look really nice, you know? Yeah. Before I'd be like, I got to do something to make myself look pretty. I got to do something to make myself look better. Better for what? Better than what? You know? Yeah. Like, I'm serious. This whole retreat just like took me to a whole different level of, of, of what I thought about myself before, you know? And I'm very thankful for my retreat family. I mean, because they didn't judge me. That was my fear. My fear was going there and they were going to judge me, especially when I knew people from my parish would be. I was like, mm. but you know what? I was tired. I was tired. Yeah. I was tired and I was tired of just killing myself little by little. I was tired of feeling I had no purpose. I was tired of feeling I was nothing. When I knew deep inside there was something, and it was that little, little glimmer of hope, that little bit of light that God left in me. To make me understand that, you know? Yeah. And now when I see people, they're like, oh, you're, just, you're like a bright light. Shut up. <laughs> but I mean, I feel it. I don't need people to tell me. I feel it. Yeah. You know? This week I've been to church three times. Who does that? Not Sheila. Not the old <laughs> Sheila. I'm not going anywhere near church, you know? I want to go to church. When I missed church last Sunday, oh, my week was just like, not okay. And it's not because... It's just to hear the word because when I hear the word, it means something to me now. Before it didn't. It was just words. Seriously, it was just words. Now I can hear the gospel reading, the first reading, second reading. It's like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. And it's not for anybody to get but me because I know it's for me. Because I know where I'm at right now. And that's I've fully accepted God into my life. I don't do things I used to. I still, because my kids always tell me, you've always had a gentle, kind heart. You help everybody. Because I needed some kind of something to make me feel like I was okay. Right. Now, I understand the difference between helping somebody because it's just helping them or needing to help somebody because I need some kind of okay for myself. Right. You know, I'm, I'm starting to, my whole mentality is just so different now. It's like, sometimes I'm like, Pinching myself like, is this really you, Sheila? Well, like- that's profound what you just said. So I think it's important for us to, to, to recognize is that the behavior, the, the, the decision could have been the same. Someone uh, had a flat tire and they called you to come and help them with the flat tire. And, and one mentality says, I'm going to go help you because it's the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. I want to help you. I want to care for you. I want to be a helpful person. The other mentality is I'm doing this because they're going to affirm me. For doing this, I'm going to feel good about myself because I, I hate myself and, 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 and doing this will make me feel a little bit better even or, though I hate myself. Or the mentality also was if I help them, they'll help me. Yeah, yeah. Give to get. Give to get, yeah. And it's now it's like, why is it like that? It's not yeah. even about that, Sheila. So I don't think like that. It's like I just do it because it's either the thing to do or it's like, I, I don't mean to be an ass sometimes, but it's like, why are you calling me? Because you know I'll come. Because you know the kind of person I am. Why don't you call all your other friends you talk so freely about? My friends, my friends, my friends, my friends. Why don't you call them? Because I have my kids right now I need to deal with. That I need to be with. 
that I need to be here for. Because for the past umpteen years, I have not been there for them. They've had a home, they've had a roof over their head, they've had somewhere to be as far as being okay, but they didn't have me. They had bits and pieces of me. Yeah. How's that? Tell me the difference in that, how that's been in your life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to move from mentality of like, well, I'm just there for them because I have to, to now having a, a what a loving, you know, home, a loving family. Mm-hmm. And how's that? What's the difference that been in your life? And in, uh, they want to be around me. Yeah. They want to go with me somewhere. They, before it was like, mom, can we with you? Nope. Stay here. I'll be back. You know? And I'm like, come on guys, let's go. They're like, at first they were kind of like, hmm, why? You know, when I first came back from retreat, they're like, hmm. Now I was like, hey, I'm going to go where you guys want to go. Yeah, sure. You know, or sometimes like, uh, no, not really. I'm like, nope, come on, you're going with me. <laughs> and they're like, do we have to? Yeah. You know, I mean, even like that with church, like the first couple of times for church, I was like, mom, we're tired. Nope, come on, we're going. You know, before in the past, I'd be like, go ahead, stay here. You know, they want to be with me. They want to be involved with me, even though, especially my adult children, they have their own lives, but they still want to be around me. You know, it kind of hurt me one day when my son, my second, my second child, my oldest son, he says, I don't like being around mom when I first got retreat, you know, because in their eyes, it was like, okay, how long is mom going to do this till it falls again? Right. You know, that hurt my feelings. But then at the same time, it's like, I have to understand they think this way because this isn't mom's first time cleaning up. This isn't mom's first time, but it's mom's first time having God in her life, yeah. fully in her life, fully accepting God in my life, fully having God in my life and depending upon God because it didn't before. And I only, I only called on God when I, like I said, when I needed something. It's right now. God, we need to win the lottery. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> I'm in the casino. Come on, God, we got to win the machine, you know. I'll do good this time, God. So I win a little jackpot. Pfft, do I go do what I'm going to do? No. I go, come on, friends, let's go. Never thought about my kids. Never thought about what they needed. You know, because I wanted the instant gratification. Now it's not even like that. Because he's always there. Now, how do you view your children now? as opposed to before your healing? That's something I'm still working on. Yeah. You know, because I, I still, I'm, I'm not perfect. Yeah. Far from perfect, but, you know, as, as a parent who, who put my addiction first, sometimes I feel like I still kind of run off of guilt. But I work on that, you know? I ask for advice. I ask different people, different people, you know, like, you know, I ask myself, is it my desire of guilt? You know, but but my whole my whole mind frame of that is just like, how do I view my kids now? They mean much more. Not saying they never did. I mean, they were my kids; they're a part of me. But but now it's like, I want to show them love, like real love. Not oh, here's a iPod. Oh, here's I mean, uh, AirPods, whatever uh, terminology. You know, or here's a phone. So now I'm starting to discipline my kids. You know, yeah. And they don't like it, but it's like, that's how you show. And give that love, yeah. you know, by putting things in place before they were all up do what they want to do, stay up late, and hey, 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 it's time to go to bed. But we're not tired. I don't care. Go to bed. You know, get up. We're gonna go to this. Yeah. <sighs> do we have to? Yeah. Why do we gotta go? Because yeah. I said. So th- this is. I'm I think, being a parent. I'm being yeah. a parent. I'm being. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really important, really beautiful. You said because your healings affected every aspect of your life, all your relationships, right? And that the the way in which you're you've changed how you're thinking is, is changed. How you, and, and you just talked about it. And there's still some you know residual like I find myself acting out of guilt sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, but that obviously that took over at times. I'm like, but well, I see it I'm now. not around, and so I'll just throw a, a phone at him, and and that'll that'll pretend like I'm a mom. But now you're like, no, I'm actually going to be a mom because of what God has done. But I uh, see it now because before I didn't yeah. see it, you know. 
process. Okay, now I'm like, okay, am I doing this out of this? Yeah. You know, I have to like stop for a second. And that's what I do now is I stop for a second and say, okay, what am I doing? Because I feel in my heart like, okay, something doesn't feel right. Yeah. And when it doesn't feel right, instead of ignoring it or avoiding it, oh, let's just, it's like, okay, skirt. Why are you feeling that way? Yeah. And it's something you said to me, you know, the whole, I had on my clipboard, but you know, like, what's the emotion behind this? And why are you feeling this way? Yeah. And I think about that. Why am I feeling this way? Because it doesn't feel right with me. I try to figure that out instead of just, like I said in the past, ignoring it. Oh, Let's go over here and ignore. Let's go over here and do this. Yeah. If we ignore it, if we don't think about what, what, why we're feeling this way, you know? It never works. Exactly. We can push it down and repress it and suppress it, as but much it's as you still want there. To, yeah. It just builds up. And like you said, like, your, your body, you're just laying on the ground unable to get up mm-hmm. because your body is, is so overwracked with pain because of the trauma has taken over. Mm-hmm. I want to get into one more mentality uh, while we have time. Okay. And that was your mentality of um, self-sabotage, that you preferred chaos because chaos was what you were used to. And so you made a lot of decisions to self-sabotage. Can you give an example? What's a decision you made to self-sabotage? Um, just recently, actually, we're talking about that. You know, If things are going good in my life, something's going to drop. It's going to happen. You know, and it's crazy because I was telling my daughter that, and my daughter, who is my biggest cheerleader, my oldest daughter, um, mom, you're doing good. You know, you're used to when things is going okay, destroying it. You even said it yourself. No. You're waiting for the dime to fall, the, the hat to drop. It's not gonna be that way. No. So don't don't think of it like that. Don't give it energy. Yeah. And when I think something's not right, I'm just like, okay, this will pass. This soon shall pass. What is it like living in a place where you prefer chaos? Can you tell us what that what that's like for us who maybe don't fully understand that? What is it like to just prefer chaos to calm? So one thing my aunt said to me, I think it's probably where it all started at, kind of with that and the dog. But um, my aunt said, Sheila, every time something happens with your people, a fire could start. And instead of calling the fire department, who we call? We call Sheila first. Sheila, what do we do? What do we do? It was that desire to feel like I'm wanted. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know? And if I'm wanted, no matter what the chaos is, no matter how crazy it sounds, no matter what it is, I'm there and I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to fix it. Not them, not them. I'm going to fix it. Because I thought in my mind, I was God. One thing I used to say in my addiction was, I'm the puppet master. <sighs> Without me, they can't do. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm just a human being. And, and so what did God do? How did God heal that mentality? What did he do? He made me see that he was there all along. I don't know how to explain it. It was just... I can be in calm and I'm okay now. There's going to be a storm around me. And I'm not biting my nails and I'm not, you know... Um, <laughs> he just like things have been just happening in my life that I didn't expect to happen you know for all the chaos and crap and moves and everything I've done to my kids they could be upset with me they could be we don't want anything to do with you but they're still here I get a text in the middle of the day from my kids saying hey mom I love you what? that's God 
I didn't get that before. I think I said that earlier. You know, that they, I would call them and text them and say, hey, okay. Or I'm in the phone. Hey, I'm going to go over here. Da, 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 da. Okay, I love you. Mm-hmm. Click. <sighs> well, then, can't tell me they love me. What, what's wrong with them? You know, now they call. Hey, mom, what's up? Just wanted to call and say I love you. What do you want? Nothing. Just call and say I love you. Okay. I hang it up and I believe it. You believe it? I believe it. Did you believe it before? They wanted something. Yeah, okay. They only called me and told me I love you or, hey, mom, what are you doing? Because they wanted something. Yeah. And mom always made it happen, no matter what it was. Because, yeah, you, you, had, to, you had to fix all the problems. Because you had to, because that was where you got your worth in the externals. So you, you got oh, yeah. all your worth in what you did. But now you, you see your worth in who you are, as you said earlier, as a child of God. <laughs> yes. Because you're a child of God. Yes. You know? You know, earlier you asked me, like, what saint do I? And that's one thing that I'm, like, learning now, you know, with the different things, like praying to St. Michael, St. Christopher, you know. I just learned that Saturday, last Saturday that uh, my patron saint is St. Cecilia. Okay. Because she's a patron saint of music. Yeah. It's crazy because I love music. I love music. I'm, like, even <laughs> on the freeway cruising, um, you know, like, my my clients that I drive to their appointments and stuff or to their classes, they always say, you're too young to know this music. Psh. Or I'll be just like going along, driving, singing, and people are looking at me like in the next car like, what is her problem? Because I'll be just like really jamming. It's like, it could be a church song. It could be, you know, a rock song. It could be a pop song. It could be anything, reggae. And I'm just sitting and just jamming. I just feel like the joy and, and music to me is everything. I mean, even back in my addiction, that was my go-to. But even now in my, you know, newfound life, it's still my go-to. And it doesn't take me back to, oh, I used to use that song. No. It's a happy song. It's a good song, you know? Um, so for our, our listeners, you know, as mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're moving towards the end of our time together, um, it, it's been a wonderful, you know, co- past couple episodes with you to, to hear your story and to reflect upon it. What's, what's something maybe you could tell them? If they find themselves stuck in this mentality, let's say kind of the the mentality of either I hate myself or I enjoy chaos or um, I hate God to take everything from me or these various um, mentalities, um, what's what's one thing you could you want maybe want to tell them just to, to, to maybe help them and, and encourage them? Maybe one thing they may be able to do to help get out of this mentality. One thing I heard was atheist, Buddhist, Hindu, whatever. Where would you be right now if there was no God? How do you exist without God? Because that's where I was, you know? But I realize he has been everything, you know? It, it's, it's what Father Michael had said, you know, like, when you go to heaven, you're still a female and you're still Sheila. You're just in heaven with your, you know? A lot of people don't believe that, you know? Yeah. The biggest thing for me was like, 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 God has always been there. And you said you understood why now a lot of the things happened oh, yeah. that you couldn't understand before. That's really changed your, your mentality. Oh, most your definitely. It's really been a part of the healing. When, when, when I went to this retreat and in two days, what I've been trying to do in the past seven, eight years by getting high, in two days, two days, God took all that pain. Last, was it last Friday? I had this, oh, so bad toothache. I laid in my bed and I prayed the um, prayer of authority. You know? <laughs> he took it away. 
And that was the evil of, 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 okay, this pain I have in my tooth, because I know it's a bad tooth, it's decayed and whatnot, but if I go use, pain's gone. Right. That was my instant pain relief. A couple hours later, <gasps> we got to get high again, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I just prayed, prayed. I prayed, I prayed, and I prayed for my heart. And within 20 minutes, I was knocked out sleeping. <sighs> Wake up, oh, it's 5 o'clock, got to get up. And there was no pain. There was no pain. How do you explain that? And I think, as you talked about, when we, when we let go of the lies in our life and begin to live in the truth, you know, that, that when we're holding on to the lies, it affects us. It affects every aspect. Oh, and we, yes. And we've gone through the, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the psychological, or maybe the spiritual coming up, that, that when we're wounded in one of these areas, when we're hurting in, in one, they're, they're all affected. And it affects every aspect of our life. How you were believing lies, you were... Uh, you know, we talk about the emotional thing. We didn't really focus on that aspect, but there's a lot of emotional thing that happened, but a lot of spiritual healing that happened. But but it physically affected your body, the the, the trauma and everything else that you're holding on to, and then to be able to release that and live in the truth has affected even your body physically. That there's been a healing, not just psychologically, which we're focused on. Mm-hmm. There's been an emotional, a spiritual, a physical healing. All that's occurred mm-hmm. because of this letting God in. And letting and giving him control, say, okay, and now I understand why. I don't blame him for all the stuff that happened. It wasn't always necessarily good. Doesn't mean he always wanted it, but I accept it. And then I recognize that he's with me, and he's always been with me. There's this whole thing they talk about the the force, the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. Yeah. You can't be one without not having all of that. Yeah. And I I experienced all of that in every bad way. You know, the emotional craziness, the physical craziness. The mental craziness, the psychological craziness, all of it. But as I let myself really accept God in my life, because like I said, what took me to it was was the whole that little sentence. You'd be surprised how trauma, you know, the pain, the physical pain. I was tired of the physical pain, but then when that little bit of physical pain was gone, how do you explain that? Yeah. You know? One thing my uncle has said to me, who's got 17 years sober, he says, so Sheila, what are you gonna do when you got the pink cloud? I said, "What pink cloud? Not no pink cloud. There's no cloud carrying me. It's God carrying me, and God's not a pink cloud. God is everything." Yeah. He and- looked at me. He smiled. He goes, "Good answer." <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're gonna move. We talked about how we have kind of one question just to get to know you a little better, and and I think one would be good for our audience to really understand. It's kind of going off what you just said. For you, what does it mean to be fully Native American and fully Catholic? It's all in one. There's that song. Um, actually, the bishop talked about it yesterday. It's, we are Christians by our love. You know? Brothers and sisters, no matter what, no matter what color you are, no matter what race you are. But we, as, as, as Native Americans, have always believed in Josh, which is God. You know? Then what, or is, is, is it, you know, creator, elder brother, and then the Holy Ghost. We've always had that whole thing, spiritual. But we were able to take that concept as being a Christian also, understanding that. That's why I think a lot of us Pimas, us people from this area down here, you know, have taken and understood, especially my grandparents, understood the whole thing with, with, with God, Creator, and Josh, God, same person, you know. Then there's Elder Brother, who has been here, you know. And the Holy Spirit, the spiritual side of it. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, because we we have that. That's we've we've experienced that as natives, but in the Christian side of it, we've also experienced it as Christians. If yeah. that makes any sense, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, and it's like 
you know, for a while there, I was like, oh, I'm Native American. It's not God. I'm not going to call it God. I'm going to call it my creator. But so many things have happened in my life to, for me not to say it has been God. Yeah. It's what the other races besides Native Americans call yeah. creator, God. You just give it a name, you know? Yeah. Yahweh, you know, whatever you want to call him, Buddha, whatever you want to call him. It's, it's just, do you know what I mean? It ain't Buddha. I'm not, you know Sheila. I mean. I'm sorry, not You're a little Buddha. bit step I, too far <laughs> there. Step too far. Skirt. Take that one off. <laughs> but you know, like, you know, just everything that's been, how they've looked at it, you know? Right. And so, like, I don't know, for me, every day's a learning, learning thing. And it's because my mind has been more open to, to understanding. Through God, I'm able to do that. Amen. Because before I was closed off. I closed myself off because of my beliefs, because of lies, because of what I was told. Yeah. But because what opened my eyes was that, that little sentence. Even that little sentence, that little sentence took me a long way, <laughs> a long way because things I'm doing now, Old Sheila wouldn't believe Sheila's doing this. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Would you say a prayer for our listeners, especially those who might be or be in need of healing right now? Heavenly Father, it's taken me a long time to get here. And I pray for all those who are suffering, you know, out there in their addiction, out there in their mental state where a lot of us have gone because we didn't have God in our life, Heavenly Father in our life. You know, I pray for everybody who is suffering, be it through addiction, be it through mental brokenness, physical brokenness. We are still hurled as earth with a purpose. He didn't create us out of nothing. He created us to be something. We all have our individual fingerprint that he was given to us because we're all special in our own little way, our own little unique, unique way. And with that, I ask for healing among everybody, among the world, among the communities, among our people, old, young, and the babies. And I ask for a special blessing upon our people here on the reservation who are going through a lot of suffering, that we just give God a chance, that we give Heavenly Father a chance, that we give Creator a chance to come into our lives, into our hearts, To our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as, as we, we forgive those who trespass against us. And, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And may Almighty God bless all of you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, Sheila. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www dot become fire dot faith that's dot f-a-i-t-h the franciscan friars of the holy spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization if you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give that's become fire dot faith slash give may the lord give you his peace we'll see you next time